Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, it can't have escaped listeners' notice that we've had a big local government reorganisation in the uh, town and county in the uh, last few months. As of the 1st of April, we moved from a county council with sort of seven district and borough councils to two unitary authorities, one for West Northamptonshire and one for North Northamptonshire. And I'm delighted to welcome today not one but two guests who are um, you know, very heavily involved in that whole area, which is um, George Candler, who is the Deputy Chief Executive of North Northamptonshire uh, Unitary Authority, and Stuart Timmis, who is the Director of Place for West Northamptonshire. Gentlemen, um, welcome to the, um, to the show. Um, Stuart, you're new to county taking up your role. Um, when did you start and, you know, sort of first impressions really coming into Northamptonshire with a really quite a major change in local government? Yeah, and uh, hi, Adrian. Um, well, I started officially the 1st of April, but uh, uh, I really started to get my teeth into the role uh, straight after Christmas. Uh, so I spent four months getting in the background, coming down, having a look around, talking to lots of people um, and, and understanding what the opportunities were. Uh, and, and again, the, the, the sense of opportunity, the sense of potential, um, the sense of that that appetite for change is is probably uh, the biggest um, message I've heard uh, prior to starting, and indeed since I've started. Again, talking to people like the University Silverstone, talking to George, which we do on a very regular basis, uh, politicians, business chambers, etc. That the appetite to do more, to do better, to, to really drive the economy, to be a player and a big player within that, that the region is, is something that really excites me and is exciting everyone that I'm working with. So, yeah, exciting times. Well, that's very good to hear. Now, George, you were here beforehand when clearly the county council had serious problems, both financial and indeed in many of its um, services. Um, and you were, of course, Northampton borough council's chief executive right prior to the transition um you know what's your take on it uh, are you seeing the same sort of um, appetite and energy for change good afternoon uh, yes absolutely um adrian i, I think uh, as, as stuart's already said i, I think uh, whilst um it, it's been a challenging last three years in, in getting to the point of creating two new unitary authorities and, and that shouldn't be underestimated um, you know uh, in terms of the, the number of services that are now provided by the two two single authorities uh, but certainly that that appetite uh, for ambition that appetite to to drive change um, forward but also respectful of what's um, already happening as well and respectful of what's um, being developed to date by the former, districts, the boroughs, and, and indeed the county councils. So 
Um, whilst whilst there was a, a specific reason that triggered local government reorganisation, there was also an awful lot of good work that was going on um, across the seven districts and boroughs and indeed the county council. So it's it's making sure that we we capture all of that good activity, all of that good work, um, but also. Uh, by coming together as a single council um, in North Northamptonshire and likewise in the West, that we can realise um, more, um, but don't lose sight of um, the people, uh, the people that we serve. Um, so for the North, it's it's uh, just under uh, 300,000. Uh, so, it, uh, sorry, 350,000. So it's, uh, it's a significant number. Um, and it's important that we connect with them at, at a local level, as well as focusing on, on those strategic elements, um, whether that's in the wider uh, sub-regional region. Mm. No, indeed. Now, there was obviously a shadow council and a lot of work went into the, um, to the, to the, to the handover on the 1st of April. Um, is, you know, is that handover complete or or is there actually the first few months and maybe up to the first year there are still obviously many things i would imagine that you've got to sort of settle down and and bed in no how how would you say the the, the transformation is going Stuart, um i i would say we're, we're on the the course we thought at the start there are i mean politically the the elections in may has established the the cabinets and, and the various committees, et cetera. So we, the governance is in a strong place. That local connection George was talking about in terms of people uh, uh, is, is there or, or is developing as, as we go forward. But like all uh, organisations, some things are, are flying, some things are going extremely well, other things are taking time and, and, and are, are, are still uh, clunky. Uh, but that's what we expected. We knew that this wasn't an overnight uh, change, that, that suddenly people would wake up on the April the 1st and, and a new organisation with new behaviours and cultures, uh, new ways of working, um, again, building on the strong foundation that, that was there in, in some parts uh, and the change that was necessary in other parts. So mm. it, it's probably where I expected it to be. Uh, and both George and I have been through LGR before in, in previous authorities. So we know the, um, the trajectory on this one and we know that the time it does take to, to complete the change um, is, is with all organisations, uh, the, the size and scale we've got. It does take time. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, George, the people aspect and obviously, you know, a, um, a county council under some um stress in the last few years you know to what extent you know where's the morale of the people to what extent has there been changes in the people as well you know have we got a lot of fresh blood is it the same people as before you know i think the, the public would like to understand how this culture is going to to change um what are the drivers of that culture change to, given that you have had the chance for a complete you know blank sheet if you will yeah, no, I think it's a really, I think it's a really uh, good point, well made, um, Adrian. I think um, culture is 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 key, isn't it, to the, to any organisation um, ultimately. And if you think about it, what both organisations have done is in effect inherited a range of different cultures um, that existed um, previously. So it it will take a little a little time just to bed down that new culture. Um, I think you do that in a number of ways, um, particularly through actions, particularly through 
um, leadership um, that's that's demonstrated um, by both elected members and, and staff at, at all levels. Uh, so I think certainly we in in the north are very keen to to ensure that we're a that we're a consultative engaging um uh, organization and again we, we've demonstrated that most recently with the uh, development of our corporate plan so a corporate plan is in, in effect the business plan for the organization it will have a four-year um, lifespan and be refreshed um annually so um we, we didn't we didn't want to just just uh, design that in isolation. We we also sought the views of the business sector, for example, the volunteering community sector, and indeed the wider public, just to get their views on the six priorities that we've identified and whether uh, they felt that they were um, right for for the new organisation. We have seen, um, like any significant change programme, you do see an element of colleagues uh, leaving um, because some people want certainty and, and feel that by going into a new organization that presents an element of uncertainty. So that's natural. You will see some people leaving um, and, and, and therefore that creates um, a, an element of, of churn and, and, and therefore it's, it's a requirement on the likes of Stuart and myself to ensure that we, that we give that leadership, we give that stability and we enable uh, those teams to feel uh, comforted that that actually there's there's a real positive um, uh, journey that we're embarking on as a new organisation. So I think morale is is very much um, on the on the up. Uh, but as with any large organisation, you know, in in the north we employ over three thousand three hundred. Um, there will always be um, some people that aren't quite. I'm happy with the way things are going um, and it's important again as an organization that we listen to that and we can look to correct that where we can okay and thank if yep. if i can come in there adrian I, I i think we've we've gone 10 minutes now i'm not mentioned covid and the fact that we're making this change and these organizational change uh, in the middle of a pandemic um again the other side of that is is a lot of those people who went through those challenges at the county council who felt in some respects paralyzed to do uh what what they joined public sector to do and that's to serve our people to to bring better outcomes etc now now we're starting to come out of of both of those scenarios i think george is right that that morale hasn't been great um but it is starting to improve but that that it, again it is something to which evolve and 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 develop as we go on uh so again just 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 worth mentioning those couple of points i think no, indeed. Now we we have we are seeing um, new town councils, and the parish councils still exist. Um, you know, are we getting more layers, or or how is it different in the sense? Will they have budgets, or will they? You know, how well will they work to you, or are they your eyes and ears in the different towns and, and boroughs um, that will feed into the uh, the unitaries, George? Yeah, so in, in the north, um, Wellingborough, uh, Kettering and Corby um, have all been established as, as new town councils um, and they join almost approaching 500 town and parish councils just in the north alone. So collectively, they have quite a significant voice. Uh, so I think it's important um, that we work with them. I think it's really important that we work with our town and parish councils uh, and indeed we're, we're just setting up two um, forums covering um, 
covering those four uh, sort of four key areas, uh, Kettering, Corby, um, East North Hants and Wellingborough, um, to, to establish you know, a, an ongoing dialogue with um, the clerks and the chairs of those town and parish councils. So I think, yes, they are closer. In terms of how they're funded, they, they, that's for them to determine ultimately, um, Adrian, they can, they can set a precept, um, uh, which they can then uh, ask the principal authority, so that will be us in the north, uh, to collect. Um, and then that helps um, with their own budgets, and then that enables them to develop specific um, activities or services um, as they see fit. Again, it's important that I think we work closely with them so that there isn't um, duplication and that collectively, you know, we are looking as a collect, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a team, if you like, to improve um, our, key, our key market towns, um, but also the more rural areas as well. Of course, which, of course, Stuart, in your patch, then you've got Northampton, then quite a lot of um, perhaps smaller towns or villages and more rural areas. Is that right? So, you know, does Northampton dominate or how do you ensure that uh, you cover the interests of all the citizens in, in your area? No, and and, uh, and and that's a very valid point. I think there is a nervousness in our rural areas that it will be all about Northampton. But it's... Uh, let, let me assure you that when we're looking at our economic strategies, when we're looking at the M1 corridor, when we're looking at Silverstone and Brackley, we're looking at the rural uh, economy, we're looking at bus transport and, and how we improve that. Uh, that is all about uh, those rural communities and, and that, that incredible opportunity potential um, that they bring to the, 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 the table. Uh, George and I were just at a, a meeting this morning looking at the visitor economy and how that can play into the sustainability of our smaller, more rural areas in terms of employment, in terms of keeping shops and pubs open and how we can generate uh, more opportunities for our farming agricultural community. So um, it, it, it is very much a West North Hans um, strategy a West North Hans way of looking at things and just to echo some of the things George was saying the towns and parishes become I would say more a hands role in in this two-tier system of a unitary we do need those eyes and ears and again uh, that's language that I use quite regularly. We knew those eyes and ears on the detail. Uh, uh, had many conversations with the likes of Farthinghoe, uh, Brackley, um, uh, uh, and, and other town and parish councils over the last few weeks, just understanding their needs of their communities and what makes them the character of those communities and making sure we don't lose that. Um, uh, and and again, that that's part of my my starting point is is if you understand what you've got and what's special about those things it's about enhancement um and and that that's sometimes a difficult balance but by working closely with our partners our communities our towns and parishes i'm, I'm absolutely convinced that's what we'll get good balance in this okay well just to go to the other extreme uh, what are the opportunities and pressures coming down to you from central government, from national government uh, in terms of, well, I guess we've all heard of levelling up and, um, you know, we, we, we're fighting through the pandemic, we're fighting through Brexit. You know, what are the parameters or the issues that you have to address and take into account in, in your role, Stuart? Uh, and, and again, I think it's, it's about understanding those agendas. Uh, uh, you know, we're going through 
or we've just been through austerity. We're, we're now uh, coming out of the COVID. Um, the agendas are changing. The um, new ways of working in terms of government. We've got new ministers, secretary of states, uh, starting with, with big influence uh, on, on what that future looks like. And, and I think that that's part of the challenge for both government and ourselves is that long-term planning. Um, we, we, we're out of that um, three to five year programming where we knew what funding was coming down, what funding was available. And, and that long-term planning was, was something that meant we could make real positive long-term change into our communities. It, it's, it's harder to do that at the moment, uh, leveling up, as you say, shared prosperity coming around the corner, hopefully. Um, and, and that is so needed in terms of some of our uh, most deprived communities. Um, looking at the skills uh, side of it, we need the funding to really help and assist with that, that long-term uh, investment in our communities to make sure that they can get the opportunities of the jobs, uh, the more and better jobs that we hopefully will bring into the area. So I, th I think it's the long-term planning area, which is, is of most um, uh, difficulty for us. Lots of funds uh, become available uh, and we're obviously targeting that and doing quite well from the targeting of those funds. Um, but, but it's really being able to look at that, that where will we be in 15 years time and, and to put the strategies, put the partnerships and put the change into place. Uh, but, the, but that's a challenge for every government at the moment, I would suggest. Yeah. George, you mentioned um, 3,300 employees now in the north, uh, serving 350,000 citizens. Uh, Stuart, what are the comparative figures for the west then? Uh, slightly bigger, Adrian. Uh, we've got 420,000. Uh, uh, this is when uh, uh, I, I need to check my maths, isn't it? Because all your, all the, your listeners will go, oh, you'll find it's 423,000, <laughs> etc. So, uh, and, and again, slightly more on, on, the, uh, on the staffing side as well. Uh, in in my directorate, obviously, uh, place, which is highways and, and uh, uh, waste, collecting the bins, etc. Got a lot of contractors as well. So mm -hmm. we are relatively small in terms of direct uh, employees. But when you start to add all of those contracts uh, and those contractors uh, who, who do the emptying of the bins and the, the, the roads, etc., then then that that takes us up to significant numbers that are employed through the council uh, as, as a whole. And, and with that comes lots of opportunities in terms of social value and making sure that the Northamptonshire pound is, is maximised, that we get that local spend, uh, local employment and, and local opportunities, as well as bringing in folk from the northeast like myself. Indeed. Well, no, that's a that's a very good point. Just to go back on the numbers, then I assume that the total headcount, though, one of the benefits is rationalisation, right? So the total number of employees, though, it means some people have had to leave either voluntarily or, or otherwise. But I assume that there are less people now engaged. So are there for a lower cost or, or not? Across the two. I mean, George, you probably with the history. Um, well, uh, the, there's there's certainly um, at the if you like at the at the sort of chief exec level. Obviously, we've gone from eight chief execs to two, 
uh, we've gone from eight sort of directors of finance to two. So at that very senior level, um, absolutely, Adrian, and there has been um, a rationalisation um, and efficiencies made um, as a result of that. Um, when you get to sort of the front line, those frontline services still need to be delivered. Um, the current, if you like, building stock that we've got still needs to be um, maintained. Um, but clearly, um, as an example, you know, the way that we're now living our lives is, slightly, is, is very different now. The way that we work, um, which is something that I think most major employers across the country are now exploring and um, certainly the north and, and, and the west are no different to that you know how will we work in the future and, and when we're clear about how we'll work in the future that helps shape a number of other if you like strategic plans which includes you know how we make better use of our buildings that we've inherited as um, as you know eight into eight organizations into two um, and actually, could those buildings be put to better use, be used by our partners, for example, or indeed, could actually the land they occupy be be utilised for something that we know is is you know in greater demand, such as housing. So uh, I think there will be there have been efficiency savings that have been made, and I think there will be um, more redesign is what we call. How do we redesign what we do? Um, how do we transform what we do? But that takes a little bit longer. Um, and that's certainly something that we'll want to work through um, in the north. Again, working with our partners to, to ensure that we really do ensure that we get the, the, the maximum efficiency bang for our buck, uh, but also that we deliver um, at a local level um, meeting, meeting those demands. And of course, they, they do change from area to area. So it's not a one size uh, fits all. So understanding those those local pressures, those local demands will help with our own um, redesign and transformation agenda. Yeah, no, indeed. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear you, you know, both of you talking about consultation and hopefully a listening council. Um, some people might say that the county council have become a little bit detached, whatever, you know, you've big employer, big spend, um, I guess, uh, the thinking you must have all the answers, but uh, hopefully there are energy out there that you can draw from you know, many places, not least, of course, the university in terms of supporting you with some of the, um, not only the questions, but some of the answers uh, as well. What are, you know, Stuart, what are the priorities then that you're working on really in, in sort of, in a nutshell, what would you say to the listeners are the main priorities that the West Northamptonshire is focusing on? And uh, again, as, as a whole council, I think we've got many uh, uh, strategies, many opportunities that we're starting, priorities that we're starting to look at. Um, we're starting to look at and working with uh, public health and NHS in terms of how all of that health uh, works across the area. Um, we've got a, a, a fantastic uh, development uh, opportunity, Western Fearful, which could well be the uh, the pilot for how local services are are really taken down to the local level and and the high quality services right the way across uh, all, all the public sector working with police with fire with adult care with uh, children's with with nhs with the uh, ccgs and doctors etc so again that that is a really exciting opportunity looking at the economic opportunities um in in the west uh, logistics is is something which obviously dominates at the moment so how do we 
How do we look to uh, bring in new uh, uh, sectors? How do we build on Silverstone and that advanced manufacturing? Where do we fit in with life sciences and, and, and getting more and better jobs in relation to that uh, opportunity? So, so e economic is another big one. We're starting to look at skills and, and how we max, uh, match that in. We're looking at housing, a new housing strategy to make sure we meet all the needs of our residents. We're looking at new local plan which is about the right development being in the right place so right across the board we're re-looking at all of the strategies to make sure that as George said right at the start it's, it's all about our communities the outcomes for our communities and improving that as we go forward so mm. um, no one priority but a whole range of of making sure that we're aligned as in as one area now and and again with lots of cross work uh, cross working with uh, george and 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 the the north as well i was going to say george you've got a slightly different profile of area then do any of your priorities change as a result or are they very similar to stewart's oh i suppose it's sort of a thematic level um uh, similar um i, I think our, our focus is around place and and uh, our vision is that you know everyone has the best opportunities and quality of life, which is which is a strong ambition, uh, sorry, strong vision to have and something to to work towards. But similar to um, the West, you know, we've got a strong focus on um, particularly, you know, the economy and driving um, economic growth um, across North Northamptonshire. Again, playing into some of our sector strengths, particularly around um, green energy, um, uh, as a, as one example. Uh, but also we want to um, attract new sectors um, into North Northamptonshire and partnering and, and working alongside um, the wider work that's happening with the Oxford Cambridge Arc, for example, um, I think will be key uh, to ensure that we position ourselves um, as indeed the West will want to do um, in that particular wider, if you like, regional agenda that's yeah. gathering traction with central government. But we're also focused on the health agenda, particularly that alignment with uh, quality adult social care provision, but also that uh, alignment with uh, the wider health. Um, mental health uh, and well-being is, is, is also a, a key element. Um, and also um, on the other side, we've, we've not really touched on it because it's not, it's not certainly our areas, but the recognition of the importance of um, children um, and young people uh, growing up in uh, both the West and the North and, and the Children's Trust, for example, that, that serves both. So I think um, ensuring that um, they have the best possible start in life, I think is gonna be key. And again, certainly in Stuart and our, our areas is, is around how we can provide that um, further employment opportunities, skills development um, for those young people as they transition um, into um, employment. I think the only other thing I would I'd mention is is that sort of that green agenda. You know, we've got a wonderful environment um, in North Northamptonshire, and again, we want to be you know we want to provide a focus around climate, around sustainability, around embedding low carbon technology, for example, um, into into what we do uh, going forward. Uh, so there's a there's a there's a lot of crossover in terms of themes, but uh, as you would expect, because we've got slightly different um, towns and, and size of towns, um, some of that focus and, and indeed sectors, um, business sectors, um, it differs slightly. 
Mm. No, indeed. Well, I'm glad to hear you comment on SAMLEP and the uh, the emerging Oxford-Cambridge arc as a sort of uh, focal point for, well, economic development or, or regeneration as well. What I think is a great testimony is that um, you obviously work well together. The two of you, I, I know from personal experience, as much as the fact that you've agreed to come on this show together at the same time. So I assume that when we look outside the county, because one of the things and certainly from a lieutenancy perspective, right, we are still one county. And I think nobody wants to lose our identity as a very special, unique county, Britain's best surprise and all that. But in terms of um, playing our part in those wider regional bodies, um, can we assume that the two of you, as well as the two chief executives, you know, do put on a sort of united front when um, when fighting our corner for the county in the arc or in Semlep? Uh, George, perhaps you answer that to start with, and then maybe Stuart, and as we bring the interview to a close. I, I think 100%. I think we, we that the success, um, the success of Northamptonshire um, can only be a good thing for um, the people of Northamptonshire, whether whether that's in the West or the North. And of course, we'll have people that live in the North, but work in the West. And, and vice versa. So I, I think having that um, collective focus, of course, we'll, we'll have our own areas of specific focus, of, as Stuart and I have just um, highlighted, but I think the success of Northamptonshire can only be positive for both organisations and indeed, you know, most importantly, businesses um, and the people um, of, uh, of uh, Northamptonshire. Of course, and Stuart, new to county, so you're coming in with a fresh eye, perhaps bring you know, a different perspective. Um, do you feel confident that we're going to be punching above our weight as a county in these uh, broader bodies? Uh, I, I think we already are, Adrian, if, if I'm honest. I mean, George and I now go to a lot of meetings. Um, we talk on a regular basis about what he's just talked about there. A strong Northamptonshire equals a strong West, a strong North. So why wouldn't we continue to collaborate and work together in, in doing that? But instead of seven voices, it's eight voices around the table, all with quite a small area of or defined area, uh, sometimes not complementing or, or, or often or, or could contradict one another in that. We're now going with a clear, specific, uh, clear view of what's required. And therefore, I think it's easier for government and our partners to engage in that conversation. So um, certainly we, we've got more interest from government, I would suggest, than we've ever had. So on that basis, it's already a success. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time in your very busy schedule to come and uh, talk with me today. Wish you um, every success, of course, in your roles. And um, I'm sure we will very soon, if we haven't already, start seeing the benefits of um, the new unitary authorities and the fact that you obviously work so closely together. So a big thanks to Stuart Timmers, who is the Director of Place for West Northamptonshire Unitary Council, and George Candler, the Deputy Chief Executive of the North. Thank you so much. Keep safe, keep well and keep up the good work. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com dot com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.